there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome to Nebraska Preps Postgame with Damon Benning and Jacob Padilla. That's the big that's the big voice guy. That means we are here for another week. It's on our original day too, so it's a little bit strange. It's a Monday. And we get to have Nebraska Press Post games with my main man Jacob Padilla. What's up, the man with two L's? You and Ravi. I leave one guy with multiple L's and I get another one. What's up? Uh feeling good. Uh good start to the NFL season. Uh, I was here at Herd at Sports Bar watching the Packers win, my dad, so uh good week one start and uh yeah, it was the the week three. Uh, I think we we're in now. It it gets blurry with the the week zero. Trying to remember, but they uh, not not a lot of close games. Some controversy. Um, so a lot to get into. Yeah. So full disclosure of the four guys that were in this studio, you, myself, Ravi, Shane Schillerberg. Yeah. There's only one of us whose NFL team took it on the chin both of shane's teams won what are the odds because he's pretty darn good a lions and a raiders fan the packers obviously play well and robbie's niners put their foot in my steelers yeah that was was rough yeah it wasn't the most surprising though for me in the nfl i feel like the buccaneers beating minnesota and the rams beating seattle yeah vikings they're frauds yep we always knew it Shout out, Mike J. Shaker. Yeah. <laughs> as, uh, as we get started with high school, uh, a lot going on. Do you want to start in? You want to start in Class A? Yep, right off the top. Obviously, we were at the same place this week. I wanted to make sure I got to see at least one West Side game, and this was the one to to go to. Uh, Maybe your last for now. Is that what you're <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, we'll see how the the schedule plays out. I haven't. I go week to week here, but. Um, 45-12 win for Omaha Westside against Bellevue West. And, and with the loss, Bell West dropped out of the uh, the, the top ten in the coaches' poll this week. Yeah, I don't even remember the last time that happened. But, I, I mean, that's neither here nor there, I guess. But, yeah, out of the top ten. Yep. Um, I think the two main takeaways are, man, Westside is really, really good. And just kind of confirm, like, yeah, Bell West, they've got some things they've got to figure out. Um, we've – kind of alluded to it throughout the season like even in their wins they're like oh they've, they've got some things here it, it just hasn't just nothing's been just, easy just seems it, just joy yeah, exactly nothing's been easy for them every every touchdown they score they have to work really really hard for they've, they've got to overcome some miscues here and there they just can't quite get into a rhythm for whatever reason they can't the downfield passing game just isn't working unfortunately uh, they get Isaiah McMorris back and then they lose Davon Hall during the game 
Um, they can't quite get the full strength there. Uh, just a lot of things are going wrong for them right now. Um, um, we had 10 penalties for 137 yards, yeah, which it, extended, really, a few, yeah. extended a few drives for them scoring-wise, which we weren't super happy about. But Game got a little trippy. Oh yeah, <laughs> and I and you kind of felt it going in. Yeah, you know, I, I was I was joking on the show Monday that you know we kind of had to settle our kids down, right? It, for whatever the reason, it was not for whatever the reason. I mean, I can, I mean, no love loss, right, between a lot of the players, but it was it was a very very chippy physical game. I mean, there were some big time hits going on. Yep, and I mean the. We continue to see it again and again. Anthony Rizak is just a complete game changer at this level. Uh, 13 to 17 for 177 yards and three touchdowns. Nine carries for 100 yards and two touchdowns. And basically, I talked about this after the game of Sauter, but I mean, just the way it went out, it looked like Westside always going to win. But the sequence of the game that really kind of determined it was um, punted. Caleb uh, tried to run under it, catch it, didn't catch it uh, cleanly. Fumbled the ball, ball on the turf. Looks like you had multiple West or Bellevue West guys there, and somehow Cale manages to pull it back in. Westside retains it, and on the very next play, mm. Anthony Rizek around the right end, up the sideline, just gone, 79 yards, touchdown. So you go from, all right, this is our chance. We're stealing a possession here, which that's what you need to do to pull off an upset. you got to have things go your way and take advantage of the opportunities that are for you. Couldn't quite win that ball, loose ball, and then immediately gave up the touchdown. Just a back-breaking play. And then from then on, it was just kind of all Westside. Yeah, I, I think – you know, I he's jogging over, and I told him about it's the first one I've ever really seen him muff and all this whatever. But I said, yeah, you know, good job fighting at the bottom of that pile, right? And there's two guys, and the officials looking right at him, and they they come to it and and they say West Side ball, and he's jogging over, and I said, hey man, way to hang with that. And he says, I didn't want to have to hear your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, I, I just was like, yeah, okay, touche. <laughs> you know, uh, that was probably more coach play or more father son yeah, than it was coach say, player. Not, so I'm gonna get that very yeah, often. Yeah, he said it didn't want to have to hear your mouth, but they they just, you know, I think we felt like, um, and we limit them to 230 some yards, and 60 of those came on the last drive that they yeah. had too. So. I mean, we felt good defensively with our game plan the whole way in, just to not give anything easy and, and to tackle really, really well. But I am a little surprised that they're struggling as much as they are defensively because on paper they have a lot of good players. Yeah. And just you didn't really notice. They just didn't have guys making big-time plays in that game. Um, just, I mean, Westside had guys all over the, the field making plays, different stretches, obviously. Keenan Khan had the 40-yard um, touch, had two, three catches. Two of them were for touchdowns, 62 yards. Um, Caleb, three catches, 47 yards, a touchdown. Um, really, that such a nice play, that first touchdown. Just yeah. lob it up over the top. A um, little, little bit it. of hay, he went and got it. Um, eight tackles, two for loss, and a pick. Uh, so just kind of another all-around game from him. Teddy Rezac leading the defense, nine tackles, uh, two for loss, a pass breakup. Uh, as a team, nine passes defense and eight tackles for loss against, obviously, a team that wants to, to pass the ball. So um, that just shows kind of the level of activity defensively, and you just didn't really see that same, those same impact plays from, from the Bellevue West defense. Westside was just on schedule too often. Yeah, and, you know, I think the eight solo tackles uh, from Caleb is kind of what we thought. And I think Teddy, Teddy led us, right, with nine? Yeah. So um, – 
we knew we had to tackle in space, right? Like that was that was the big deal because a lot of their offense is is predicated on making a guy miss or like one on ones, and we knew that we were going to have to to tackle well. So that was definitely a point of emphasis. But like I said, just I, I felt like they we may have trouble running the ball, and I was surprised that. Um, we were as efficient as we were, to be honest. 11 carries, 113 yards for, for Jamez Ross. And it's just... def- defensively, you look at, we talked about um, C.J. Goff, the season he's had, both catching and receiving. Obviously, we know Isaiah McMorris. Those mm-hmm. guys, I'm sure, were right at the top of your scouting report. Uh, combined for 62 yards between the 61 One yards, yard, including yeah. the negative uh, run for McMorris there between the two of them. Uh, six catches, 34 yards. You guys were there every single time on all the bubble screens, uh, all the short passes, n- just not much yak there. Uh, and then Goff just never had anywhere to run, and they never got him the ball through the air either. So really good that, job. That was, again, another point, point of – we just didn't want him throwing him the football. Yeah. Right? He's such a good check down guy. So, I, I, I think we felt pretty good about that. We got to clean up the penalties. Like I said, 10 for 130-some-odd. That dog's not going to hunt. No. Um, but 45-12, that, uh, that's an, an impressive result for, for Westside, uh, who, what is that? Uh, yeah, I'm not going to do the math on the cumulative scoring right now, but it's really, really impressive. <laughs> Uh, no, also impressive in terms of putting up points. We, we talked about Miller South last week, how yeah. that Elkhorn South game was somewhat fluky in the point total. Like, they didn't play great offensively. Um, it was more of a defensive-dominated game. Well, uh, 56-19 against Miller North. Uh, I, I'd say they, they got into a much better rhythm uh, offensively there. Jet Tamala uh, only completed a little over 50% of his passes, but 12 completions for 367 yards yeah, they and were four chunky. touchdowns. Uh, obviously, no one feller. Seven uh, carries, 150 yards, and two touchdowns. Only had to give him seven carries because they were in such uh, firm control. Uh, and then caught a 37-yard pass as well. And then Amarion Jackson. Kind of been waiting for him, uh, the breakout game there. He's uh, obviously we know he's their most talented receiver, and he's had a little bit quiet start. Um, but that was not the case in that game. Five catches, 144 yards, and three of those touchdowns went to him. Um, and then the other touchdown after went the to, first yeah. quarter, you're like, oh, boy, it's going to be some fireworks, right? Was there 33 points scored between the two teams? Yeah, uh, yeah I, I didn't see the end of the score, but, um, yeah, 56 points in, in a game. Kane Owen had the other uh, touchdown catch, 85 yards. Uh, so another, like you said, chunky right there. So, um, yeah, Millard South, complete and firm control there. Um they're sitting there at number uh, at number two, three and zero, oh, and looking like the clear number two team in the state right now, based on what we've seen so far. Because number three, Millard West, Millard South has already beat them, and I was there on Thursday uh, to watch Millard West against Omaha Burke, and uh, man, Millard West was impressive. And J- Jackson Williams, uh, obviously, we, we talked about so, him. So good. Uh, 57-yard receiving touchdown, just a little screen pass on third down, I believe it was. Um, cut across the field, a little tunnel screen, cut across the field, ran by some guys, ran up the field, beat everybody in the end zone, had four catch or four carries for 43 yards, including a 41-yard gain that got him into the red zone, and then had a 44-yard punt return touchdown as well. So just a little bit of everything, just showing how dynamic he is. 
I was impressed with their running back, Bobby Joseph. 10 carries, 82 yards, two touchdowns. Had some really nice runs. Uh, obviously, I think Burks uh, got, got, some, some, uh, got a ways to go defensively and figuring out how to finish plays and tackles. But he did a good job of just av- avoiding defenders and uh, picking up big gains from them. They got a big one coming up, too. Yeah. Now that schedule is was pretty tough for Miller West, right? <laughs> they, they, don't, they don't catch a break here as they get Creighton Prep yeah. coming up. I, I don't think, uh, yeah, I'm sure Creighton Prep uh, people are rolling their eyes listening to that, talking about tough schedule. <laughs> well, but, we, but we had already yeah. said that they had yeah. the toughest in the Metro. Yeah. So I, I think that's a given that, that Prep's playing a big boy schedule. Yeah, so Burke never got anything going. And they, Nate Collins, starting quarterback, ended up getting knocked out. Uh, ben Halstead finished. Did, did some good things, but – um, Marcus Buchanan, 12 catches for 88 yards. Um, Gosh, tried, he's good. Tried to get him in the ball in a lot of different ways, but Millard West did a good job of um, limiting, making sure he wasn't getting any b- uh, big gains. I think at halftime he had like 67 to their like 85 yards or something like that. Um, but in the second half it just kind of got away from them. Um, Millard West, they, right away they just – some fumbles, some short fields. Millard West just overwhelmed them, so – uh, Wildcats, like you mentioned, big one this week against Creighton Prep, um, and big one this week for number four Carney as well. Bellevue West coming off that loss to Westside, now they have to make the trip uh, to, at, at the Bearcat land. Yeah, and, and I'm just telling you, Bellevue West, if their mind is right, is always going to be dangerous. Yeah. So they've got to get Coach Cool's best effort, which he's had. And, good, he's had good success lately. And that's what I was going to say. You know, Bell West has that Carney. Like they're they're not overlooking them. They're not. They're like they know they they've had some 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 really tough games the last few years. Carney's popped Bell West a couple of times. So that's I'm I'm sure that they'll have Bell West full attention there. But thirty five seven win for for Carney uh, against North Star. Um, and I think that seven came late as well. Uh, Griffin Novacek eight to ten for one hundred eleven yards. Passing a touchdown and 10 carries, 69 yards, and another touchdown. Another impressive performance by him. Eli Randolph had 81 yards and two touchdowns on just three carries. Uh, Xander Ruling had a, uh, three catches for 46 yards and a touchdown. Also, a couple of nice returns, a kick and a punt return. Uh, and Abe Molina had a pick, had, uh, had a rushing touchdown, had a catch. So, uh, uh, kind of another all-around performance for Abel Molina. So, Carney, just really impressive start to the season, and now they, they get the, the Bell West uh, team trying to find themselves uh, w- with a chance to firmly entrench themselves as, hey, we're a top-five team and we're here to stay. Yeah, absolutely on that one. Does your business need an easy competitive financing for trucks or equipment? Currency is here to help. Currency specializes in finding the best available rates and terms for construction equipment, farm machinery, trucks, and trailers. In fact... Customers can get loans up to $500,000 with little or no money down and terms up to 72 months. Currency can also help if you're getting serious about buying a new or used motorhome, fifth wheel, or utility vehicle. Just fill out an application and the Currency Finance team will get to work finding a lender with the most competitive options. It's quick, secure, and best of all, it's free to use. Currency is equipment financing made simple. Visit GoCurrency.com for details. Uh, top five, uh, number five, Omaha North. Um, kind of a wild game. I haven't seen a box score for this one yet, but Columbus, uh, North held on to win 40-32, but Columbus was up 26-20 at halftime. Uh, and North had to come back and outscore them 20-6 to in the second half to escape with that win. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, 
to improve to two and one on the season coming off uh, the, the the loss to Millard West, and now they get Benson Friday. So, so you know it's interesting because I still feel like I know some of Norse key pieces. I don't know um, like kind of where they're vulnerable. Uh, enough yet i saw what millard west did to him and how they beat him but i was a little surprised to see columbus jump out on what on paper should be a pretty good defense personnel wise for omaha north that was it's kind of more maybe i should be more impressed with what columbus was doing more than asking questions about omaha north defensively because you know columbus got a good win the week before that against southwest yeah and and we talked about that that north defense just the, the impact players they have up front and in the back end, uh, athletes in the secondary, and you got Tyson Terry and uh, big boys up front. So, yeah, I mean, Columbus is a team that we haven't gotten a chance to see yet. Um, so uh, that that is a really impressive showing for them. Obviously, I, I think – I don't know that they're coming away with the moral victory. They would have – you're up 26 to 20 uh, at halftime. You'd like to be able to hold on to that. But um, I- impressive showing from columbus there to um to to really make omaha north uh, work for that on the road the uh biggest game of uh in class a it probably the i mean the most exciting most thrilling and unfortunately yeah i I still don't understand it i was hoping you understood it no i but but, i mean i've watched it a ton i i get the inadvertent whistle i just don't know the the explanation, right, yeah. without, without having been there. Yeah, we're talking about Gretna and Creighton Prep. 27-24 double overtime win for Gretna. And uh, the, the ending is what a lot of people talk about. Second overtime, uh, I believe. So they, get, they each get field goals in, in the first overtime. Mm-hmm. Second overtime, Prep throws a pick. So all Gretna needs is, uh, is a field goal. And so they go to set up the field goal and um, – uh, it, so it, what exactly happened? I, I didn't, I, I don't get to see the, did you see a clip of the, the actual play? No. Okay. No, so. <laughs> I just, I just know that I was getting like 20 text messages telling me I can't wait. You got to see the end of this, but I didn't know the precursor, right? Yeah. I needed the context. Yeah. So field goal fails and, uh, they get another shot at it. Yeah. So they, Obviously, on on a block field goal, whatever the ball's live, um, you got to finish the play there, as opposed to like a PAT or whatever. Um, and but apparently, uh, someone blows the whistle. Yeah. And so there's a chance almost that, maybe yeah. thinking they think it's an extra yeah. point. Yeah. There, there's a chance Gretna maybe could have uh, picked it up and scored off it, but he also might have gone out of bounds. But also, like if there was a whistle and guys stopped playing, you don't know. Um, so yeah, ended up blowing the play dead. So they got another try and this time they made the field goal ball game, which was interesting. Cause we, you watched the game with us where we had an inadvertent whistle as well. Yeah. It got, Take away. Got, got oh, and James touchdown. Got a touchdown yeah. called back. And, uh, I think the team has, so Bill what the opposing team has a chance to decide what they want to do with the result of the play. And yeah. since they, it was a touchdown. They, we had to redo the play. And uh, so, yeah, taking away a big guy's touchdown, unfortunately. <laughs> Not sure how many times he'll have that chance. but uh, I just liked his little celebration in the end zone. He, uh, it was about a 20-yard 20, 20 run, and yeah. ball came up, popped out about the four. Boom. He caught it and 
rumbled in the end zone. I we were getting ready to celebrate <laughs> the young soft who's having was off to a fantastic start to the season. Yeah. But uh back to this game. Um obviously you never want to see a controversial ending like that, especially to a great game. That being said, prep was up twenty one to seven at one point and ended up losing in double overtime. Boy, like, Gretna just finds is any lead – apparently it doesn't matter who's playing quarterback, right? Yeah. Just no double-digit lead in the second half appears to be safe. Yeah. And um, so, I mean, this – They this did it with some the, ground and pound, too. Yeah, we talked about Alex Wilcox and the, the impressive start that he's gotten off to. This is the first test against a great defense um, based on some of the athletes prep has and uh, what they've shown for stretches here. And – um, it, it definitely wasn't his cleanest game. First, we, we saw some turnovers there, had three picks. but And only, 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 only throw for 106 yards, yep. but had the big carries on the ground. The 20-yard long run really, I thought, helped them kind of, I don't know if seize momentum is the right term, but yeah. – and then Isaiah Weber. Jeez, yeah, monster. 28 carries, 116 yards, three touchdowns, had two catches for eight yards, led him in tackles with nine and he had a runs, sack. He runs so hard. He doesn't give you a ton to hit, you know. He's he's very shifty and quick through the hole. I, uh, that was that was some, some impressive fortitude. And I try to tell people, I feel like prep is a team. I said this: you rather play them early than late, right? And they're starting to show that they're that team. Yep. So um, we mentioned uh, prep gets Millard West next, and Gretna, big one, Millard South. Yeah. Uh, so again, you passed their first test against a quality team, and now it's stepping up even further in competition. Uh, Going to have to play a little bit cleaner than they did uh, against Prep to get away with that one, but um, will be a great test for, for both teams there. Um, definitely one of I think the the ones you star on that Class A schedule. Um, moving on, Elkhorn South. It looked like they got Carson Ronner back. Yeah, um, which I was to glad see. to yeah. see. Like I, I want to see him as much as possible, yep. just because I. He's one of the better quarterbacks in the state. Yep. 52-14 final for Coach Rosenberg's 100th win. So, yeah, congrats, congrats to him for that one. Superman. Yeah. He's, a, he's a good, good man. Good uh, man. And then kind of closing out the top ten, uh, impressive win for Lincoln East. 28-7 to over Lincoln Southwest. And Jeter Worthley, 7-13, uh, 117 yards and a touchdown. And 13 carries for 84 yards and another touchdown. Dash Bowman had a monster game. Wyoming commit, 16 carries, 81 yards, two touchdowns, three catches, 82 yards, and a touchdown as well. We talked about him last year, how we kind of liked him, uh, and now he's kind of uh, emerging as the guy for, for them this year. And they held uh, Lincoln Southwest to 40 yards on 21 carries on the ground. So impressive showing from Lincoln East, who has already beat Lincoln Southeast. Now you, you beat Southwest. East is looking and like they, the top they team jumped in Lincoln. In, and they jumped into the top ten at number eight, and then – Papio and, and Southeast played that Thursday in a 10-7 victory for Lincoln Southeast, which I thought was a really good, much-needed win for them because I like Papillion. Yeah, and Sato was there and mentioned that Papillion, just for whatever reason, they just could not get anything going offensively. And we talked about how efficient Tavian Perta was to start the year. 8 of 28 yeah. for 100 yards. For whatever turn, reason, turn they just could too. not get going. Uh, Payton Prestito, uh, they limited him to only 60 yards on 16 carries. Uh, Jordan Barrientos got going a little bit, had had their lone touchdown, 42 yards. Um, but just for whatever reason, Papio just could not get going uh, offensively. Owen Baxter, 88 yards passing and a pick, 28 yards. 
but Cash Boonbach had uh, at a completion for 40 yards, had four, uh, 44 yards, had 45 yards on the ground, uh, 25 yards through the air, had 14 tackles and a sack. So doing a little bit of everything for them. Uh, and Parker Watson had their rushing touchdown as well on 51 yards. So um, Southeast, rough start to the season. That's a really good win for them. Now we see if Papio can kind of regroup. Yeah. Jump down to, to, to Class B. Um, the rankings didn't change – one through five, right? Yeah. Bennington, Elkhorn, North, Scott, Waverly, Scotts Bluff held intact. Yep. The the big one we talked about, Bennington against York. And uh, Bennington, 17-6, kind of workman-like. Uh, got, got the win, but York uh, made it a game the, the whole way through. Um, and they, again, same thing we talked about last week, where not a great offensive day for um, York. Uh, what they only scored 10 offensive points. I mean, that was ten. The offense uh, put ten points on the board, including a field goal. Um, but defensively, again, Ben Gillen mentioned him last week. Twelve tackles, a tackle for loss. Jack Jansen mentioned him last week as well. Eight tackles, two for loss. Kyler Lordson, six tackles, one for loss, two blocked field goals. Uh, from one, one, one of the better two sport athletes yeah. going right now. <laughs> Being such a great wrestler. And then Gunnar Lim, six tackles, uh, one pass defense. Another player that flies under the radar. Good two, player. Two punt returns, including a 56-yard touchdown. And then his other one went for 24 yards as uh, well. I, I like him a ton. He's yep. going to start to draw more eyeballs as the season wears on. He, he's a really good player. North Dakota commit. So um, Bennington continues to, to hold that spot at number one. Elkhorn North holds that spot at number two. And they'll take on uh, Grand Island Northwest this week at home. Um uh, Elkhorn North kind of uh, took care of business 57-6 against Crete. That's all we need to say about that. Scott 57-10 against Beatrice. All we need to say about that. And then they'll get uh, a tough Elkhorn team on Friday. Waverly 49-7 uh, against Mount Michael. Uh, again, another game where Nolan Moss, 195 yards passing and a touchdown. Had a rushing touchdown. Owen Stoddard, five catches, 138 yards and a touchdown for them. <laughs> Gives them a little versatility. So they had uh, 254 yards rushing on 31 carries and five touchdowns by five different players. Isn't that something? Talk about spreading the ball around there. Um, Scott's Bluff, 51 to 28 uh, against Frederick. Uh, again, Nate Kelly, two rushing touchdowns and an interception return touchdown from 62 yards. Uh, so another three score game for him. Uh, Sebastian Boyle, also three touchdowns on the ground, uh, 89 yards and a sack on defense. Carter Isaac. 94 yards on the ground, um, and Sebastian Galindo, 11 tackles, three pass breakups, and a 49-yard kickoff return. Uh, and Jet Webb, uh, Jet Webb also had a 35-yard interception return for touchdown. So they were Boyle getting some sides. help in the backfield, which could help kind of lighten his load as the season wears on because he's such a worker. He's and, been and such that's a the thing. Yeah, um, you, uh, you notice it throughout early in the year. They've, I mean, with the – the way they've been in control of games, they have not had to load him up with carries yet. You know that's something that he's capable of doing once they get into a big game. Uh, and this week they will have their first kind of real big game with, with York um, traveling to Scotts Bluff. So they get it at home. Um, but um, that, that if York, York came out of that game against Bennington healthy, yeah. their defense will keep them in it. Yep. Um, Plattsmith, 37 nothing uh, against Gretton East. Gabe Villamonte, uh, efficient game, 13 and 16, 250 yards, four touchdowns. Uh, and, again, they had a really evenly balanced rushing attack for 211 yards. And, again, four touchdown catches by four different receivers. 
and they had another they had pick six as well uh, by Dylan Eby. So, uh, just it almost th- doesn't sound right to talk about Platt Smith and touchdowns through the air, <laughs> right? It's yeah, <laughs> little little different team different. this year. Yeah, a little uh, different. Um, mentioned Elkhorn, they're they're at uh, number eight right now. York's uh, only dropped one spot to number seven. Uh, Elkhorn will go to uh, go to Scott, like we mentioned, and then at the tail end is when uh, saw a couple losses here. Seward. Grand Island Northwest pulls off the 13 to six upset. That's against their Seward. first win of the season. They were coming in winless. I think that yeah they were zero and two right. Uh yes they yeah, yeah they were um yep so well they are one and two now after the win so they were zero and two the first two weeks but uh Lincoln Flagel 82 yards and a touchdown Easton uh, Bachman 79 or seven catches 95 yards and a touchdown through the air Camden Jensen threw for 168 yards and a touchdown. So um, good, good job by that Grand Island Northwest defense to hold Seward to just six points and escape with a win. And then Elkhorn uh, beat Gross 27-13 in uh, one of the other, uh, what, they're only, I think, two or three, like, top ten matchups in, in Class B. And um, so that was a good win for, for Elkhorn. And both teams remain, well, Elkhorn obviously, but Gross two remains in the top ten. At number 10. And they'll face Blair this week. Um, so that's kind of through uh, A and B. Um, couple, we talked about a couple big uh, games in, in, the, in C1 and C2. Um, Ashland Greenwood, uh, 42-24 against Aurora to, to stay there um, at, at number five. Aurora dropped a couple of spots. Talked about both of them coming off tough losses and top teams in the class. And Aurora bounced back in a big way. Drake Zimmerman, 22 carries, 140 yards, and five touchdowns. Also caught a pass for 10 yards. So really impressive performance for him. Dane Jacobson, solid as always at quarterback, 12 of 17, 193 yards and a touchdown. And then Thomas Spears on offense, four catches, 52 yards, and that touchdown. He's a handful. It's, I've been waiting for him to kind of erupt a little bit. He's, he's explosive in the open field when he's healthy. So solid offensive game. Defense, 15 tackles, one for loss, and five pass breakups. As a team, they had five sacks, four quarterback hurries, and 12 pass breakups. And we know that's an Aurora team that loves to throw the ball around now with Booker Shireman at quarterback there. So that defense came ready to play in the back end, uh, and Ashton Greenwood right back on track. How about their big one coming up with Ron Colley? Yeah, again, we (laughs) have love seeing a lot of kind of top five uh, matchups over the last – uh, or the first few weeks of the season already, and uh, Ron Colley gets Pierce as well this week. Right? Oh, that's what I meant. Yeah. It's Pearson, yeah. it's Pearson, yeah. Ron Colley, yeah. not Ashlyn Greenwood. It's Pearson and Ron Colley for this one. And I, you know, how much separation is there for you? And I know we've kind of been lamenting on how good Boone Central is, and I do believe they they look the part, uh, especially after watching Sauter's clips from when he was out there. How close do you think Wahoo is potentially? Yeah, they. I mean, that, that's they, been. They look pretty good. It's in there at number two at 3 0. I, I think Sauter saw Boone Central in person as well, um, who they've been in firm control every game uh, so far for them. But yeah, Wahoo, really dominant start to the season. Again, got that big win uh, against AG. So th- those are the clear top two teams in C1 right now. And then Ron Colley this week will get a chance to show, hey, we're on that same tier if they when take their business Pierce. against Pierce yeah. uh, at home, I believe, there. So. Um, that's C1, and in C2, uh, we, we talked about it. Ord coming off the loss to number one Norfolk Catholic had a chance to uh, try to bounce back yeah, against number two Battle Creek, and number two Battle Creek 
34-14 final there, really impressive win, 34-7 to after the, the third quarter. So they were in firm control basically throughout that game. Um, uh, Trent Euler, uh, Nebraska walk-on commit, 23 carries, 133 yards, and a he touchdown. a handful. Uh, also completed a pass for a six-yard touchdown, uh, four tackles on defense. And then Jackson Mettler completed three passes for 70 yards and a touchdown and ran the ball 18 times for 94 yards and a touchdown. Uh, or uh, turnovers were the story of the game, really allowed Battle Creek to create that separation. Uh, one interception, two fumbles lost. So that's three extra possessions for Battle Creek uh, and then ended up winning uh, by basically three scores there. So um, those are kind of the, the biggest results from C1 and C2. Close out w- with uh, some, some kind of shout-outs here. I love some the, the shout-outs. North Bend Central, Kyler Hellbush. We talked about him in basketball. <laughs> Listen to this. 22 for 28 for 299 yards and five touchdowns. Passing. All right, I'm not done. 17 carries for 111 yards and a touchdown. It's a full night. Yeah. It's a full uh, night. Yeah, that's uh, n- not bad. Uh, anytime you go over 400 yards of offense. Yeah, I was going to say 440-some yards total yeah. offense somewhere around there. 42-20 versus Milford. Uh, mentioned Connor Booth, the junior Nebraska commit um, out of Wahoo Newman. Got to mention him again, 27 carries, 297 yards, and four touchdowns. So that's basically uh, – like 600 yards and nine touchdowns in the last two weeks. Yeah. For and I think it's, what, about four quarters worth of play? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. That's just absurd. Like, it's him playing at that level is just yeah. uh, cheat code right now. Um, uh, Alliance senior Landon Crow, 21 for 33 for 359 yards and five touchdowns. Did have one pick, but I think you can excuse that with five scores. Also had a rushing touchdown and a 58-34 win uh, against Valentine for, for Alliance. Um, and, uh, these ones came at a loss, but, uh, Donovan Trumbull, uh, Jaden Williams senior there, uh, lost 40, 49, 40 against Wilbur Clutonia, but these are all school records. 21 for 36 for 376 yards and six touchdowns. Mm. Uh, also added 15 tackles, two pass breakups, a two point conversion tackle for loss top receiver. My guy, Jack Poppy, just a sophomore there. <laughs> Nine catches for 230 yards and four touchdowns. Uh, the joys of coaching some yeah. hoops and being in the know. And that's after a, he had a 91-yard kickoff, kickoff return and a receiving touchdown last week as well. So great start to the season for Poppy, who's playing a lot of uh, different phases for them. So, um, yeah, shout-out to Harry Kasky, who recently committed to Air Force. Uh, Air Force. Uh, 209 yards and two touchdowns on the ground. Also completed a pass for eight yards in a in a 28-26 win for uh, for Ogallala against Kozad. Um, so yeah, some some kind of ridiculous uh, ridiculous stat lines Those this week. Big and a few of them. Big numbers. You don't get them anywhere else, right? Those shoutouts. That's part of the reason why I love listening mm-hmm. to because old Padilla's going to find things nobody else does because he's got connections. <laughs> he's a man that knows people. That's another week of Neb preps. We'll be back Monday. Don't you dare mess us with the recaps. A Herd at Sports Network production.